Welcome, everyone, to another week of the Sports Block Podcast. The first Sports Block Podcast post-college football season. Nathan Stacken, alongside my good friend and co-host, Mr. Travis Krins. Travis, how are we doing? Terrific. Good, good. Um, so, yeah, no more college. It's my mom's birthday today. Happy birthday, Ma Krins. She turned 60. Holy cow, what are you doing to celebrate? Nothing. It's her birthday, not mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's yeah, the- not, not all. Last year, as you know, it was last year on this date, her 59th birthday. The Minneapolis Miracle. Stefan Diggs scored a touchdown, which was very nice. What a great, what a great birthday present yes. for her. What a great deal. Yes. And, and this, not, not as great. I'm watching Hornets, Spurs, and uh, I'm going to watch... Uh, James Harden probably scores 60 points because uh, he scored a lot of points lately. So. Holy cow. Um, he's, got, he's got 36 at the half. So Damn. So, yes, it is the, the one-year anniversary of the Minneapolis Miracle. One year ago today, the Vikings pulled off the, the greatest postseason victory in their franchise <laughs> history, one would have to say. And well, was uh, it about 640-quarter to 7, 645? Yep. Yeah, a little before seven. So, uh, I remember where I was. I was standing in my living room. Uh, my mom and stepdad were there. My my in laws were there. We had a couple of friends over. Noah was, you know, what? A, like he was not even a month old at this point. He's in the. He's there. I think my mother in law was holding him in the kitchen because uh we were going so berserk over the play here within the last 10 seconds it it was just phenomenal i honestly don't remember seeing the play in real time i just remember watching it back i i was jumping up and down and it's pure delirium here where were you and do you remember exactly what happened like what you were doing when that play occurred Watching it, it was me, my mom, dad, two of their friends had come over unannounced, which was fine. And you know, they got off to a big lead, it was good, and they gave it up. And, um, like, well, they got a little bit of time left, they can kick a field goal, and they had a good chance at a field goal if he just gets out of bounds. Uh, that was like their last play to get anything done. If they don't score on that play, and they have one more play left, and it has to be a touchdown, I don't think they had enough time to get a get into field goal position if they don't hit on that play. Right. Uh, he threw it. He caught it. He turned around. I thought, don't trip. Don't land inbounds. First, get out of bounds. There's nobody there. Run. He ran. There was no time left. They fucking won. <laughs> I would drop to my knees. Oh my God! And uh, reviewed it, and yeah, it was it was great. And then the next week happened, and uh, it's been been a great time ever since. Yeah, that week was not so great. That thirty-eight to seven loss to the Philadelphia Eagles there, and you know what? Of course, we would trade a moment like that for a Super Bowl win. You know, certainly or hell, maybe even a Super Bowl appearance, but still. The, that victory will go down in playoff lore, and that is something that no one can ever take away from Vikings fans. Like that's going to be one of the plays that will be shown in highlight reels for years and years and years to come. 
you're going to be enjoying him return kicks for years and years. <laughs> oh, thank you, Cam Cameron. Thank you. I, I wish our best memory as a Viking fan was not a divisional playoff win. We've never been alive to see them win two playoff games in one season. That's bad. It's like pitch is bad. Pitch sucks. Pitch just sucks. Well... You know, eventually it'll happen. What, there are 12 teams that still have not won the Super Bowl. Uh, the four remaining teams in the NFL playoffs have all won at least one. The Kansas City Chiefs have the longest drought. They haven't won one since uh, Super Bowl Four. Oh, that just happened to be against the Minnesota Vikings. So, yay. Yay, sports. That was probably the one, the one Super Bowl they should have won. Pittsburgh was good. Miami was undefeated. Raiders were good. That one was the one that they probably should have won of the four. Yeah, what was that? You know, Len Dawson, Hank Stram, and you know the the forward pass matriculating the ball down the field. Yada yada sure. yada. Um, yeah, that sucked. That I like I I didn't know what was going there, on. I wasn't even born. Just like maybe a year ago, I think I watched maybe the first quarter of the Vikings Raiders Super Bowl. It was in the Rose Bowl, and I watched. I like last year, I think, was the 40th anniversary of that game, and I watched a little bit of the first quarter. I've never watched the Vikings Super Bowl before, seen the highlights. I've never actually watched the game. That might be something to do someday to actually watch one of their Super Bowl games. Oh, yeah. Cause, cause... And see what, what happened. Why were they were so great, and what happened? Yeah, you know, Patriots fans are just too damn spoiled, and it sucks. It sucks. Sure. You know, they're going to be in their ninth straight AFC championship game the New England Patriots are I mean, that that just sucks it really does it's, it's, it's again the greatest thing I've ever seen in sports you're right because it's within the salary cap era they have no outside of Tom Brady they don't have any stars and the one year they had stars like Randy Moss they lost in the Super Bowl I did an interview with the guy that did a Patriots book it's very nice big coffee table book, lots of pictures and stuff. And just interviewing them. And besides Brady there, Grinkowski will probably make the Hall of Fame. But other than those two, there's not a single Hall of Fame player who was there for an extended period of time in their prime right. with that team. That's that, that makes it even more incredible to me that they didn't have some guy who was there for 10 or 15 years who was a Hall of Famer at any position. Vinatieri will get in, uh, but he's been, you know, with the Colts longer than, uh, than the Patriots. But, uh, and, and Moss had a, a few great years. But they've never had, there, there's not going to be a single Hall of Famer uh, from those teams that are that would, you know, be known as Patriots. Can, can, we, can we count Adam Vinatieri in on that? Sure, he's a kicker. He was very important, obviously. But he hasn't been there in, what, 12, 13 years? Right. right. Yeah, time. I mean, it's been a while, yeah, because he was with the Colts when they won their Super Bowl, and that was back, what, 2007? So, yeah, I mean, it's been 12 or 13 years. Here, let's just let's listen to the Minneapolis Miracle here, if I can cue oh. this up. Uh, well, after this uh, ad from Purina Pro Plan, that's not uh, what we want at all. But, uh, I'll put it in afterwards. I'll go to YouTube. I'll put it in. It'll sound nice. Well, I have it right here. Here we go. 
Oh, that's good. That that's just good. I mean, it must have pained Joe Buck to say that call, you know, because of how much he hates the Vikings. You know, I heard. Uh, you know, when you're over the holidays, you hear people talk about stuff who are stupid. I heard uh, a couple people say, "Oh, you know, Joe Buck, he was so bad during the Vikings Bears game. Like, oh, everything, you know, of all the Bears, they did good things, and they never said anything good about the Vikings because the Vikings didn't do anything good that game." Yes, they didn't do much to talk about that was good. So don't, don't confuse positive accolades for one team uh, with being biased. They're just people that like, just don't they don't understand. Just because they say something good about something or something bad about something doesn't mean I'm biased. I'm just telling you what is happening. Right. If it's bad, it's bad. It's it, not, it just not seems, against you. It just seems like he often more times doesn't... Like, he will... Like professes love towards Aaron Rodgers. Sometimes it uh, it seems like it just gush over him, even when Rodgers makes a bad play. I'm over announcers. They don't care. They don't care who wins. Uh, the with the Chargers getting blown out by the Patriots, 41-28 in the AFC Championship game, and let's not or not the championship game, but the divisional round on Sunday, and don't get it mistaken this game is not nearly as close as the final score indicated uh, or indicates uh, the Patriots scored touchdowns on their first four possessions and just when it seemed like the Chargers might have a little life they stopped the Patriots could maybe go down the field score a touchdown right before half 28-14 uh, they fumble a punt and the Patriots score is 35-7 at half and that's pretty much all she wrote um Saw a tweet after that game that the Vikings, Chargers, and Texans are teams that ref- just cannot get up for the big game. Uh, and it doesn't matter who the players are. It doesn't matter who's coaching the team. These teams, just when when the moment is the brightest, they don't rise up to the occasion. And... I think that is in large part true based on a like the Vikings inability to win in prime time and you know big moments like against Chicago win and you're in that's all you have to do also though I mean you could say well look at that 09 championship game against the Saints if the refs had called any sort of late hit against Brett Favre and he was I mean that's the whole bounty gate thing and you could tell the Saints were going low and I don't know why the refs refused to call it but I mean that, the officiating was very terrible in that game and Adrian Peterson think, fumbled seven what times. Was the biggest, what was the biggest play in that game do you think? If you could change the outcome of one play what would you do? Uh, would it be the Adrian Peterson fumble inside the five? End of the first half that's yep. the play. Score there you win. Yep. Probably. Yep. Far from not throwing the interception still got a long field goal. Don't have the child beater. Oh, there was like a turnover or something or a big special teams play that gave him great field position yep. at the end of that half. Score there, 21-14. That's still, that, that is still, I don't know, the greatest game I've ever, the greatest football game I've ever seen, the most dramatic game, Vikings, really, that I've ever seen. But that was like the one game where they were actually, like you thought, yeah, oh, like they, they're ready for this, they're fine and everything, and it just... Some franchises just get a little snake bitten, and for whatever reason, that's what it seems like the Vikings are. But you know, then again, it points out to the Chargers and the Texans. You know, the Chargers have a, this 
awesome opportunity to beat New England. They, I mean, they had just put together a masterful defensive game plan against the Baltimore Ravens the week before, and they can't stop Tom Brady for shit. I mean, it's just, it, it's, and that speaks to, again, as you said, to the greatness of the Patriots, but it also, I mean, it's just, it's weird to me how nothing the Chargers could do, I mean, they just couldn't do anything against the Patriots. It, it was just, it was stunning to me that they couldn't even get the Patriots off the field the first quarter and a half. Like Houston, like they haven't played in enough big games. Right. But they still have that. that they but. still have that star talent. Like you would think, with a guy like Deshaun Watson and JJ Watt, and I mean you got DeAndre Hopkins. I mean they have a lot of great players down there in Houston. You would think that they would be able to win a big game like that against Indianapolis in the first round, uh, but they didn't. They did not. I don't know. It just. It's interesting to me. So, Patriots win. It was a toss-up game. Like, it was like, I think they were like a one-point favorite. So. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was, that but, was they, but they came out, I mean, they scored seven points the entire game at home. It's not like the Colts don't, are a juggernaut on defense. The, don't lose to the Eagles. Yes. Uh, reason, reason why this game this week is in Kansas City is because Miami pulled one out of their ass against the, the Patriots a month ago. If, they, if the miracle of all miracles doesn't happen, this game was in New England. Yep. And New England would have been playing whoever else. The Colts. Yep. And the Chargers would have played Chiefs. And very well then, you could have seen Chargers and Patriots in the AFC Championship game oh. for the second time um, in, what, a dozen years. So, uh, Patriots win the the rest of the divisional playoffs. The, the Chiefs destroy the Colts. This game wasn't even competitive, really, because the Colts' offense wasn't competitive in the first half. Uh, snowy conditions early on, but Tyreek Hill gets a thirty-yard, 36-yard touchdown run. Uh, Adam Vinatieri missed a 23-yard field goal in this game and an extra point. Um, that, that just doesn't happen to the NFL's greatest kicker. Uh, so, I think when, when he missed that 23-yarder at the end of the first half, I think people could kind of sense, like, okay, it's definitely not the Colts' day when when you have Vinatieri missing it. Uh, and now it sounds like Vinatieri might not come back to the Colts. Uh, they're going to meet to discuss, I think, on what, Wednesday or something. I mean, I, Vinatieri's still kicking at a very high level. I think he was 23 of 27 on field goals this year, 44 of 47 on extra points. I would take that, you know, if if the Vikings, you know, if someone's looking for him, I know we'll have you know, the Vikings have Dan Bailey, that's great and everything, but if Adam Vinatieri's out there, why wouldn't you try and get the best kicker of all time? Was he forty six? Forty six. Yep. I'll take Dan Bailey. He's fine. I'm just saying, you know, if there's going to be a team out there that will definitely. How about the Bears? Oh, no. At this point, I mean, at this point, he, uh, maybe the Saints, I don't know. He should be an indoor kicker, warm weather kicker. Um, he's, smart. he's smart. He's smart. Speaking of the Bears, uh, their kicker, Cody Parkey, went on the N- on the Today Show on NBC last week. Why? What, for what? I to, to just talk about, you know, the pressure. Did he kicker? Like the failures, I don't know. But apparently, the team didn't sign off on it, and uh, head coach Matt Nagy was not too thrilled that he did this. What the hell does he care? 
Because it's about it's about we. It's not about I. That's, well, he probably, he probably isn't coming back anyway. Cut him. Well, and that's that's the deal. Is that you know if there's maybe this is Parky trying to put a nail in the coffin to his Bears career. Um, well, with him, it's like what what does he want sympathy or what does he want to show people how to deal with failure? It's like uh, you're a kicker, right? Big fucking D. You missed a kick. You missed a very important kick. You missed many kicks this year. Many of them hit the uprights. I don't care about him. I don't care that the Bears care that he did this. Like, none of this matters. He doesn't matter. The Bears getting pissed doesn't matter. Like, none of that affects anything. As Niggy said. uh, Niggy shit, that's what I say. For me, you understand that we always talk about a we and not a me thing. Uh, we always talk as a team. We win as a team. We lose as a team. Uh, again, I don't think it was a we thing in regards to that no. interview on the Today Show. So that it, you know, for what it's worth, there it is. Uh, the other divisional game. Uh, so the Col- the Chiefs win thirty one thirteen. The Rams run all over the Dallas Cowboys. If I had told you, Krenz, that C.J. Anderson would run, would not only run for over 100 yards, but outgain Todd Gurley in the process, how much money would you have put on that? You could have asked me what team he was on. I still would have known. <laughs> you could have told me, what was it, C.J. Anderson? Is he in the league anymore? What, what team is he on? I don't, I don't know. That's so, good. Uh, I would not have put any money on that because I didn't even know he was playing. Well, he is. He ran for 125 yards against the or 123 yards against the Cowboys at two touchdowns. Todd Gurley ran for two, uh, 115 yards at a touchdown. The Rams ran all over the Cowboys, but they only won by eight. Uh, so it was a decent game. And then uh, the big one. Of course, on Sunday afternoon, Saints dug themselves a 14-0 hole, scored the the game's final 20 points, and almost lost it at the end if Alshon Jeffrey had been able to reel in just a simple catch. Goes off his hands right into the arms of Marshawn Lattimore, the Saints cornerback, and the Saints get the win 20-14. So it almost was setting up to be like Minneapolis Miracle Part 2, except, you know, because the Saints had a lead and we're just all of a sudden going to give this up. Uh, would not have been good. Would not have been good for the Saints, but uh, they ultimately win. So the Nick Foles Magic Carpet ride comes to an end. I know you're sad about that. I am too. And, I mean, in part, you know, I don't like the Eagles. I don't like their fans, but... You had I, you know cheer for him a little bit because of Dallas Goddard, and I gotta tell you, I think this quarterback situation that the Eagles have is more difficult than some people might think. I know they're like, oh, so, I mean they're gonna go with Carson Wentz. They I mean, are, but that's because they're stupid shits. Well, he's younger, more injury prone. It's weird. Yeah, he just can't stay healthy. What would Nagy say about Alshon Jeffrey? It's a we thing. It's not an I. We lose as a team. Okay, well, I saw I saw him say that, you know, this loss is on me. It's not on him. That's what he said. This loss is on me. So Sir Nagy would disagree with that because we, we win as a team and all that other BS. So, they're going to keep him. Um, 
there is his last year of his deal for Foles, I think. Yep. Like, you, you trade him, you get something. But you kind of got to keep him because if you don't keep him, then the guy gets hurt and you don't make the playoffs. But if, you know, you've got Foles there to play, probably got a guy to get a chance of uh, winning a playoff game with him. So... I don't know, Miami or whatever team wants them. I don't know what you give up, second-round pick or whatever. But, um, man, I guess it's up to them. They can keep them for one more year, I guess. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you could make him the highest-paid backup in the league at, you know, roughly between 10 and $15 million a year. Or maybe you just say, you know what, you're a December quarterback and beyond. And see what Carson Wentz can, or whenever Carson Wentz gets injured, uh, you know. Otherwise, once you play the first three quarters of the season and see how it goes, I, I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm trying to keep my bias out of this. Uh, I mean, because I thought it was ridiculous at the time that a guy from North Dakota State's going to get taken number two overall. You know, based on his body of work at the time, you're like, what, what. Does he, what has he shown that you would say, yes, you're worthy of the number two overall pick? And granted, his skill set is is very good. He's a big guy. He has a you know very strong arm. He's pretty accurate. He can run with it, but that's almost to his detriment because he gets injured. And plus, he's just got a knack for getting injured. So I say this as unbiasedly as I can, but I think that if, if you're the Eagles... And looking at the success that your team has had, I would either, you know, pay Nick Foles as a backup and say, you know what, you're going to play some of these games here in December, you know, assuming that, you know, we're in the playoff situation here. Or otherwise, you just kind of keep him and maybe trade Wentz and see what you can get for him. You're a Vikings fan? I, I, I would say that the... Eagles should trade Carson Wentz to Denver. Denver's in need of a quarterback. That seems like a logical landing spot. Would you take Carson Wentz over Kirk Cousins? Um, I would. Yeah, I probably would, but I want a good backup. That's fine, Neil. What, what, what would you have to give up for him? I would much rather give up three first-round picks for for Trevor Lawrence than I would a second and a third for Carson Wentz. You probably have to give up three first-rounders for Wentz. That if you offer two, right? if you offer two first-rounders, I don't think the Eagles would take that. If you offered three, they still probably wouldn't take it, but maybe make them think. Yeah, I'd give me give me Lawrence. So, the Eagles are out. Uh, the Saints and the Rams will play in the NFC Championship game. I think the Saints will run all over them because uh, I don't Saints think the Rams... Saints offense. Am I wrong here? Saints offense isn't all that great. They're not as great as they have been. Right. Ever since the game against... Well, I mean, you could say it was the game against the Eagles right before... Is that right before Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was the, the weekend right before Thanksgiving... Then, well, they sure as hell didn't, didn't light up the world against the Vikings. I know that much. Right, right. They, they absolutely didn't. Then the Vikings, again, should have won that game. I will put a lot of the blame on Adam Thielen for fumbling that at the end of the first half. 
20 to 10 lead is so much different. Um, that's what I think it it would have been um, if the Vikings had had scored there. So yeah, that that certainly sucks. Um, there, yeah, I, I mean, the Saints' offense has struggled a little bit here down the stretch. But I look at that Rams defense, and you know, for having guys like Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters in the secondary, and for having the the best defensive player in the game in uh, Aaron Donald, the defensive tackle, that defense certainly struggles a lot. And think about how many you know picks that they've given up for these guys, and they traded what a third round pick to Jacksonville for Dante Fowler Jr. I don't know what kind of impact he's really made. On the team thus far, you have Indomitian Sue, who's been relatively quiet. Uh, this is just not a defense that is really played all that well. And offensively for the Rams, yes, you have Todd Gurley, and Gurley is absolutely great. But their offense has gone back a little bit ever since the Cooper Cup injury. I think that's a, you know, when Cooper Cup, their slot wide receiver, tore his ACL, that's a significant loss, as significant loss as any. Because he just was able to open up the field that much more for Jared Goff. That's a huge weapon to lose. I would say they've done fine without Gurley. Like they haven't really missed a beat without him. Right, because C.J. Anderson has been... Like, like these running backs are, are great, but it doesn't seem like any of them matter. Like you just put anybody out there, it's like they'll be fine. Some are better than others, but it's not like it's a difference maker. Do you think the Saints will keep Mark Ingram at the end of the season? Is he a free agent or what? He he will be. Those you know that the will the Saints resign him or will uh, I, I, they just go with Alvin Kamara full time? Go with him and pick a guy in the fourth round, and you're fine. Okay. Like running backs are a dime a dozen. There's no reason to pay a running back. Sure, Le'Veon Bell will get many monies this year. Yep. And he'll be great, but I look at look at, uh, look at the Browns. They got Nick Chubb. Yep. He's uh, great. Who didn't do anything because they barely played him the first two months. He ends up nearly with a thousand yard season. Had a great year. Like Hugh Jackson, how how terrible does that look? That immediately once he's gone, they immediately become outstanding. The quarterback, the running back. Like, what the hell is he doing? It's probably why he was passed up over for the Bengals head coaching position. Like, you got Nick Chubb. Use him, for God's sakes. Yeah. And you have Baker Mayfield. Use him. Use him. Tyrod Taylor, nice, but come on now. Baker Mayfield, let's go. Yep. Nope, I, I agree. That's one of the reasons why I think the Browns are making the playoffs for sure next year. Um, they are one of the teams that I am definitely keeping my eye out for. So that and then, you know the the best the best of the two championship games is in the AFC. It's in the the six forty Eastern five forty p.m. Central time slot. It's the Chiefs hosting the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be very cold there, between zero and ten degrees at kickoff. Uh, it's it's going to be fantastic. I want to see what the Patriots can do. I mean, they, the Patriots beat the Chiefs forty three to forty at Gillette Stadium there in Foxborough earlier in, in in the regular season. That makes me think that I that the Chiefs are going to win this game because I think home field gives you like a 
they say like on average a three-point edge. So if the Patriots could only win by three, why can't the Chiefs win by three in Kansas City? Does the cold weather help New England? Does it hurt the Chiefs? Does it, it hurt Mahomes? It could hurt Mahomes in terms of gripping the ball, but I don't know how much that would really affect him. I don't know for the Patriots how much it's going to affect them. You know, is, is Tom going to still throw those short passes? Like, James White caught 15 passes for 97 yards against the Chargers and didn't have a single really? carry. That's that's oh. amazing. That, that's that statistic. That stat line there. 15 carries for 97 yards. Unbelievable. Um, hey, if the Chiefs defense does anything, if they can hold them to 30, they like their chances. Yeah. Yep, I would agree. And you know what? The Chiefs' defense looked really good against the Colts. So I th- Brady Brady carved him up the first time. So who yep. knows? Yeah, it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be fascinating. It's gonna be such a good game. Um, <sighs> the cold, I I don't like that. It's gonna be cold. That sucks. Yes, that sucks. There's never rarely been a a cold game where it's actually. I just you just can't do much. I won't name names, but Mm. someone told me a couple years ago, and I almost went berserk, ballistic on them, that all like football shouldn't be played out in the cold. That football should just be played in a climate-controlled environment. That you shouldn't. That you shouldn't play like Green Bay shouldn't have home games in December or like the last week or two of the season because it's so cold. Or they shouldn't make warm teams or like teams in domes go play in the cold the final couple weeks of the season. That's stupid. What a stupid argument. Yes, that is dumb. Like that's part of the home field advantage. It gets cold. Like in you, January, yeah, a lot of places. It's like you think. I like, you, know, you you like to see. You know, that's why the Super Bowl's played where it's at. You like to see ideal conditions. You don't like to see the conditions play a factor for the biggest but, game of the year. For you know, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's pretty close, but it you know it, it happens. It's part of your home field. But you're right. But but you also like there's a reason why you have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Super Bowl is at a neutral site. It's at a neutral site every year. But in order to get to that neutral site game, if you are that good during the regular season, you can get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yep. And so you can utilize that home field advantage whether it's the like a crowd noise, whether it's just a venue, whether it's, you know, the cold weather, whatever it is that makes your home field advantage your home field advantage. That's that's fine by me. Like it doesn't matter where it needs to be. So, is this a sports fan? Yes. Is it um, really a sports fan, or like? No. Does this, would this person yep. know what what the hell is going on? Yes, yes, they do. This this person knows knows his knows his or her things and stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. It just was. Uh, it just was a. I thought a ridiculous. Thing to say, a ridiculous argument, but um, but I digress. Um, so that that's that should be fun on uh, next weekend. AFC NFC Championship game, three o five p.m. Eastern, two o five p.m. Central Time on Fox. Uh, AFC Championship game, six forty p.m. Eastern, five forty p.m. Central Time 
on CBS. Any other thoughts on the NFL? It'll be Saints-Chiefs. Likely that that would be my presumption as well. Um, if it is Chiefs-Rams, the, the Missouri's going to be in a... Missouri's going to like this. It's the Battle of Missouri. So that's fantastic. I think, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Chiefs are going to win it all, huh? That'd be amazing. Pat Mahomes, really his first year playing. That'd be, that would be that would be quite uh, quite remarkable. Yes, and I th- and good for Andy Reid and good for Andy yes. Reid if he could win. Yeah, because I mean he's been to the Super Bowl once. He's been to what four NFC Championship games? Uh, I believe there were four consecutive ones too with the Eagles. And you know finally was able to get over that hump. Lost twenty four twenty one to the Patriots in one of the more boring Super Bowls that I've ever that I can recall watching. Like it was not a good Super Bowl despite the score only being three points. Uh, that wasn't Jacksonville, for God's sake. Yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah. Was not good. Was not good. Uh, one last note, uh, football-related. Uh, Gary Kubiak has signed with the Vikings uh, as a an advisor, and he's bringing his son along to coach the quarterbacks. So, there's that. That's an interesting uh, note there. Um, it'll be fine. I assume he'll be the offensive coordinator by week ten when the Vikings are four and six. Yeah, no, that, that's that's likely. What well, what happened? What happened to his heart? Didn't he have heart trouble? He did, but probably like um, Urban Meyer. Yeah, it just it, it, he. You get better. You get better. What is, I think this is like a sickness. These football coaches. Zimmer coaching with one eye. Bruce Arians, too, I should say. These guys, yeah, his health issues, these guys sleeping in their offices. God, what an unhealthy life. Yeah. I, yeah, that would, uh, I would say that's definitely accurate. Um, yeah, I mean, because you see, like, that, that Bob Wiley or uh, whoever, that, that, that offensive line coach for Cleveland, he, I mean, he was just massive. Um, yes. He's no longer with the team. Uh, let's see. I saw something as well. Oh, my, that was the other guy. Packers coach. Oh, Mike McCarthy? Joe, no, Joe Philbin, the, the uh, Vikings offensive line coach. Did, did he get the job officially? I think that. I don't know. That's what I, I heard something about Joe Philbin. Is he going to be there? Uh, you know, if they got him, that would be great. Mike Munchak left Pittsburgh for Denver. Interesting. Oh, my favorite, the Hall of Famer Mike Munchak. Well, what's interesting about this is that Munchak was up for the Broncos' job and got passed over for Vic Fangio, and now he's joining the Broncos to be the offensive line coach. It's a lateral move, but it also speaks perhaps to the dysfunction that's going on in Pittsburgh right now because the, the Steelers... They're just not good. So they're trading Antonio Brown? Is that is that the deal? Maybe to San Francisco. Apparently, Jerry Rice says that Antonio Brown really wants to be a 49er. What did he do to piss everybody off? Uh, the, he uh, skipped out on the team in Week 17. So he didn't beat his wife or do drugs or anything like that? No, 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 no. God, God forbid he would do something illegal. Uh, he just He's just a didn't. bad teammate. He's a headache. Ah, uh, he, he didn't talk to the right... He made somebody upset. Right. He said, 
So kind, kind of like Le'Veon be... Bell didn't do anything against. Oh, granted, he did have like that run in like marijuana wise with a he and Legarrette Blunt again like Blunt and marijuana. It just it, it just it's too perfect. Um, well, God, God forbid but, they would do something like that instead of you know throw their girlfriend down steps or anything like like a Tyreek Hill or a. Or anybody that might like, play, you know, maybe like throw a, you know someone on a bed of guns, like a Greg Hardy. Anybody, you know, but at least they didn't do something like that. Right. All they did was one not fuck to somebody. One more note on the Broncos here. It's just a. But at least, at least they're not an alleged rapist like their quarterback many times over. Right. At least, at least, at least he's now. God forbid he would rape somebody in the bathroom. In but, Georgia, uh, in Georgia, no less. Yeah, so uh, I mean, you know, NFL. I haven't seen uh, the the football I've seen these past two weeks was in Marcus's six inch phone, the Cowboys game during the Corn Palace, like at nine o'clock. <laughs> so I haven't watched a single second of the of these fucking playoffs. It's questionable whether I'll watch next week. Fuck, fuck this, fuck, fuck. <laughs> uh, one more note on the Broncos. When, when I said when I said about a month ago, I'm done with football. For the year, like wrapped it, I'm done. I've, I've I've seen enough. I care none to watch no more. One last note on the on the Broncos here. Um, it's just a rumor. Maybe it's just a thought that has been floated out there. But there's potential talk that I don't know. Like maybe they could go after. Colin Kaepernick, since Vic Fangio was the defensive coordinator in San yep. Francisco, maybe that's just like a hopeful thought that's getting thrown out there. I don't think it's going to happen, but if there's any team that would make sense, it would be Denver, though they had a chance to get him before, and John Elway put the kibosh on that. But I don't. He'll know. never play. Yeah, he'll, he'll never play football. The the Daily Norseman for the Vikings uh, just posted. Speaking of garbage. Uh, they had something about a mega trade with the Vikings and the Raiders. A mega deal. Who the fuck does the Raiders have that anybody would want? Okay. The Raiders. So, here's this mega deal. The Raiders don't have anybody. Here, here's the mega deal that the Vikings would send five players to the Oakland Raiders. The Vikings would send five players to Oakland? Yes. What, are we getting their fucking stadium? What are we getting? So, the, the five players here, Everson Griffin, Trey Waynes, Laquan right. Treadwell, Anderson Dejo, and Mike Remmers. Treadwell isn't under contract. That's stupid. Here's, besides the, the whole, like, oh, the, we're going to trade these five guys, which is ridiculous. Remmers and, and who? Uh, Sendejo, Treadwell, Waynes, and Griffin. Treadwell's not going to be on the team. I doubt Sendejo will be on the team. I doubt Remmers will be on the team. Exactly. So, I mean... Players aren't going to be on the team next year. Maybe... I I don't know. This is just the Daily Norseman just throwing out... uh, Yeah, they have a lot of salary cap space. What do they get? So, here's what the Vikings... Here's what the Vikings would get. Fucking better be offensive lineman. If you give me five of those, I'll consider it. it better be good. Gets the, the the Vikings get the Raiders draft pick number twenty five in the first round and the number thirty six uh, second rounder overall. Not even not even like the two or three first round picks. It's the twenty fifth and the thirty sixth pick. 
That's it? Like, yes. Like, if this was... Even if it was a remotely interesting, like, thought to trade... What that you're trading five players for the 25th pick and the 36th pick? Like, that... That is so unrealistic. Get the hell out of here with this. I wouldn't give that up for Griffin. No! I just... It's... So, there it is. So, there's your, your laugh for the day. The Daily Norseman. Um, with that trade. I mean... They're all... They're, they're, it's speculation, of course. And maybe it's just a hope... I, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how you can... like actually put like if we're doing fantasies and everything like that make this a damn fantasy worth actually like living out my god it is bad we're all humans always this dumb mm. or just because just because the internet anybody can post anything before the internet you know you didn't know what people thought you literally had to talk to them right now anybody can post anything they want and you, anybody can read it were we always this stupid I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and, now, and now we just know about it because everybody can read anybody's thoughts. I think we probably were always this dumb. But now now we're just, uh, now anybody can talk, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. It's it's very, very dumb. So. I've got a question I asked you last week. Yep. Over under two and a half quarterbacks in the top ten. Um, well, with Kyler Murray declaring, I'm still going to say under. I saw somebody have him like a second or third rounder. Oh, he's going top 10. That's what I figure. I think Dwayne Haskins will be the first quarterback taken. To Jacksonville? I think he'll go to the Giants at six. Where's Jacksonville picked? Oh, wait. Jacksonville... Two or three? I thought, I thought they were seven. Maybe the Giants seven. are fifth. You know the Denver's taking the tall guy from Duke because he's a tall guy. And that's, I mean... Guy cause he's tall. Yeah. Um, they can fire John Elway anytime. They can, absolutely. He, he, he's been a... He's been very bad. Oh, buddy, look at you. He's, he got a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Yeah, because he got Peyton what Manning. Genius. What a genius. He got Peyton Manning. Who thought who thought Peyton Manning would be good? Yeah. He got the best quarterback there's ever been. And they won a, and they won a Super Bowl because, uh, not because of him, I know that much. You're right. So the, the top ten in the NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals won, San Francisco two, the Jets three, the Raiders four, the Buccaneers five, the Giants six, the Jaguars seven, the Lions eight, the Bills nine, and the and the Broncos ten. If you're looking, if you're looking for a team, Raiders. Raiders. If you're looking for if you're looking for teams that might trade up for a quarterback, maybe consider the Bengals at eleven if they are ready to move on from Andy Dalton, and Washington at fifteen. So that's that's the interesting move there. So see what happens yeah, there. Missouri guy, Duke guy, Murray, Haskins. Those are top four. Yep. I guess. Yep. So there we go. Well, plenty more on the the draft as it gets closer. We'll probably have Jeff Lloyd. I uh, I yes yes Jeff Lloyd uh, from uh, the Lockdown Browns podcast. We'll get him on here. Uh, 
next week to preview the Senior Bowl. So uh, some prospects those there. Only, those only 65 and older are allowed to play. <laughs> Have your AARP card ready. Um, did I see this correctly? Did Syracuse really beat Duke in Cameron Indoor Stadium? Syracuse beat Duke, yeah. They oh were my a 17 God. Point, a 17-point underdog, and they beat them in overtime by four. 95-91. I didn't see it, it, I'm watching the thing here. Look at that. Uh, Cam Reddish, who's been garbage, didn't play. That didn't matter. Um, and Goodwin. Goodwin's the Qs. They needed that one. They did, because I think otherwise they're looking at... I mean, they had a just a, a colossal disappointing loss to... Not, not colossal, but it's a very disappointing loss to Georgia Tech on Saturday. And what's it, the hell is this? Pittsburgh beats Florida State? To, I mean, Gil- what a, what like, a stupid year this is. This is... You know what? This is... Yeah, this is dumb. Um, you they know, were for, like... I don't want Syracuse in the tournament. Get them out of here. I'm tired of them. They're like 15... There's a large number of teams, unranked teams, that beat ranked teams. Like 15 of them last week. Unranked teams that beat ranked teams. There were a ton of them. Here, I, I was... And here's another one. I was looking at this earlier. Now, I don't think Pittsburgh's ultimately going to make the tournament. But you never know. But I, I was looking at, at this here. The AAC... I argue could have four teams in it, like Cincinnati, Houston, uh, UCF, and let's say Temple. The so th- that's four teams in the American. The, the ACC. Now with Syracuse winning, I think you, you have to put them in there. I can't put Pitt in yet, but the ACC I will give them Ten. eight teams. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Virginia, Virginia Tech, Duke, Syracuse, unfortunately. Hopefully they lose a couple more games that they shouldn't and that, that win against Duke won't matter. Uh, NC State, UNC, Louisville, and Florida State. Can't I can't put in Pitt yet. Virginia Tech. Yeah, I, didn't I say Virginia Tech? I thought it. Okay, if, if not, yes, then them for sure. Yeah. Big 12. Yeah, Syracuse and Clemson, I guess, would be bowl teams. I think they got like six teams in, no doubt. Yes. Clemson, Clemson and Syracuse would be those two that are that could go either way. Yeah. Clemson, what happened to them? They're falling apart. 0-3 in conference play so far. Uh, Big 12, I have five teams right now. Uh, and I'm just I'm just merely looking at who I think are locks to get in. Or who, this, this isn't speaking to the bubble because out of all these teams that I have, there are a few additional spots that could be available here. But in the Big 12, I have Texas Tech, Kansas, Oklahoma. Then I have TCU and Iowa State. I'm not sold on Texas yet, and Kansas State has not played well enough for me to say... Um, I, would replace, I would replace Kansas State. I'd take out Iowa State and put in Kansas State. Okay. Okay, but you're 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 good with you're good with the five teams here then. And Texas will probably find her way in because they're fuckers. But I, I again, I'm saying like these are like the my confident locks. I think Texas is one of those bubble teams that would be in the fold. The Big yeah. East. You now here's where here's where it gets interesting to me. The Big East. 
I think there are only four teams from the Big East right now that are getting in. Villanova, Marquette, Seton Hall, and St. John's with C, uh, with, uh, with Georgetown and Butler and Creighton all on the bubble. St. John's, I don't know. We'll see what St. John's, I think three of them for sure. St. John's, I don't know. Their schedule's not very good. Creighton's got a good schedule. Uh, yeah, Butler and Xavier not looking great. They, only, they already have seven losses. So And Creighton does yeah. as well. It's probably you know, four, four big league. So we have four there. The Big Ten. This is the easiest conference to pick. They got ten teams in as of now. The only teams that aren't going to make it: Rutgers, Northwestern, Illinois, and Penn State, who are a combined two and twenty in Big Ten conference play this year. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, Nebraska beat Indiana on the road. So Nebraska, they they're doing some shit. Yes. Nebraska's doing good. So I, I see Michigan, Michigan State, Maryland, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue, Nebraska, Indiana, Iowa, and Ohio State all getting in. So the Big Ten, ten teams in there. Uh, let's see. I don't know if they're any good. Like Michigan's obviously outstanding. Uh, Michigan State's good. Yep. Anybody else? I don't know. How about the Pac-12? Fuck. Ah. <laughs> ah. Two? Are we saying they're they're getting no more than three teams? Absolutely no more than three. Um, I think they're getting two, maybe one. I think yeah. Washington's their best bet. Mm. Arizona State has fallen off a bit. I honestly, if if Washington, I think they get two. If Washington wins the tournament, I think they get one. Oregon State right now is a factor. So, for for what it's worth. Um, God, I wish Arizona would falter, though. I don't want to see him in. And then uh, the SEC, I have six teams in this league. Tennessee, Ole Miss, LSU, U- K- uh, Kentucky, Auburn, and Mississippi State. Right now... Alabama, maybe Alabama, we'll see. Maybe Alabama, maybe Georgia, or maybe Florida, but Florida certainly doesn't look like a, a viable team this year. So, uh, yeah, the, the the SEC, there's a lot of room for uh, for change in there. It's kind of like with the ACC. Like I say, you never know what Syracuse team you're going to get. But there's just, this leaves so much, so much room for bubble teams, as you said there, like in the SEC, Alabama and Florida. Um you know, in the I know, the Pac-12 shit. Let, let's just forget about them. But you know, the Big East, the Big East has some teams. ACC's got plenty of teams. This is just a is a very average year. You have this is not. I mean, looking at the last four in Kansas State, I have them in Creighton. We mentioned on there, Arizona State, eh, Syracuse. Eh. Um, so yeah, this is this not a good bubble year. Clemson, one of the first four outs. Uh, Alabama, I mean, this is a bad, I mean, San Francisco right now, the next four out. So San Francisco is like in the mix of those final six to eight teams. That's how you know this This is not a good year. So where, the Mountain West, I guess, has two, American three, but like we said, maybe four with the American. I'd say the American is kind of overtaking the Pac-12 in football and in 
basketball is the, the, the best conference outside the top four. Which which conference? The American. The American? Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that here. They're not good at football outside of UCF, but... Uh, um, well, I got like Memphis. I like Memphis. Memphis is always good. Houston, I guess, is pretty good. South Florida. South Florida. Temple. Uh, is, is a team. So, you know, Pac-12 is probably better in football, but uh, basketball. So, roll the ball out there. And, and what, what's, what do we got here? Mountain West is getting two. Are you looking at uh, Lenardi's? Yeah, who's who the hell is the other? It would be Utah State. It has to be the other team in there. Eek, that's rough. Like, ideal, like ultimately... Is the Mountain West the only mid-major conference game more than one team in? No other, no other mid-major, Mo Valley, no other mid-major is getting in at large. 8-10? What's happened to our 8-10? Oh my heavens, A ten. Where have you gone? I don't know. What I mean, Summit League, Atlantic Ten, what has happened? Um it's VCU and that's it. I was gonna say the SOCON might get it, because our Furman squad, um, they they lost by a lot to UNC Greensboro yesterday or uh, on Saturday. That was not good. Furman losing. Um yet if I'm looking here, I'm looking at Jerry Palm's bracketology for what it's worth here. I do not see Utah State on here at all. Uh, he has Furman as the first four out. There's no, that's a joke. They got to win. They I don't. Win the deal. I don't see Utah State listed on here at all. And again, just just to prove that Jer- the the Jerry Palms and Joe Lenardi's of the world. Well, yes, this is you know it, it's pure speculation at this point, but at least put a little more effort into your mid majors here because guess who Jerry Palm has in the whack right now? Just because they're leading with a two and zero conference record. Why do they do this? It's the ruse of UMKC. Why do they do this? That this this to me this makes me not even want to look. Look at this. I know I. I, I don't get it. And let me also ask this. It's New Mexico State. They're winning that conference. I mean, right. Like, don't, I mean, come on. This is embarrassing. Their credibility is shot. It's just, it, it, yeah, it's just ridiculous to me. Um, and Radford has a 13 seed? Radford. What? Radford, where the hell is Radford? Radford from? was in the tournament last year as a 16th seed. I think they. What conference you uh, The Big South. The Big South. Uh, give it up for Radford. Uh, let's oh, see. Radford, yeah, I mean, they're, they got a pretty good they got 56 RPI for whatever that's worth. Uh, let's let's pull up their schedule here. Who, uh, Schedule's pretty good. 73. Okay, Not who, bad. who have they Not beaten bad. though? Uh, they beat Texas. Okay. They beat, they, they beat Texas. They they they've played a lot of teams. They uh, Maryland, uh, Southern's not terrible. Greensboro's not terrible. Ohio, Clemson. So they're, they're they've. I mean, this is obviously better than SDSU schedule, right? Oh, they, yes. they, they've played they've played a half dozen top hundred teams. Uh, they beat Texas, and they also beat uh, JoJo, who was uh, seventy five in the RPI. Uh, JoJo Southern specific. 
So that's uh, yeah, that's that's not bad. That's better than I thought. I mean, is that worthy of a 13 seed? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, what happened to Tupelo? I don't know. What happened to yeah, they, they lost a couple of guys. I, I, they're going to win the. They're they're going to win the Missouri Valley. I don't have oh. any. I don't have any uh, worries about that at all. They'll play either Drake or Southern Illinois, someone like that. They'll they'll win. Don't 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 worry like about Drake. That. Drake is uh, good now. Drake Drake with Drake they, they, Drake in Indiana State. Yeah, Drake's. I mean, Drake is somewhat okay. I mean, they've struggled a little bit in conference play, so I guess I don't know what. You know, maybe their non-conference schedule was worse than SDSU's, but um. I mean, they Drake, they, they Drake have a, beat Drake beat New Mexico State, so that's their big win. And that's a big win. Uh, and speaking of New Mexico State, did you see that half-court shot that they had to beat? Uh, uh, Dan Marley's Grand Canyon uh, over the weekend. I saw a shot. Somebody beat UTEP. Ah, yes, that was. I think was that right? No, no, UTEP won. UTEP beat. UTEP beat somebody. Rice. Rice. Yep, they beat Rice. There was a half second left in the clock, and that that play took more than a half second. Yeah, Uh, that I don't know how that happens. I I don't know. That the clock. That that was bad. That was some home cooking right there. Well, you don't think he can grab it, turn it, like do a half, you know, fade? With... About... No, it's bad. That uh, was bad. Furman, our Furman squad again, they beat VMI 89-57 on Thursday, lost to UNC Greensboro, who, I mean, very good team, 89-79. The big game is this Saturday at Wofford. The, the leaders right now in the SoCon, can Furman beat Wofford? I will say no. no. Shit. No. no. But, again, what they need to have happen is Loyola Chicago to catch fire and Villanova to keep on winning. They need to win their conference. That's the only way they're getting it. Well, most likely, yes. Most likely, yes. But, uh, so, yeah. There's that. Uh, what else in the college basketball world do we need to talk about? Yeah, that Syracuse win is interesting. So it's like Michigan going to be your new number one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Virginia, Virginia's not losing. Are, yet I still see that they're still vulnerable. Do you believe that? Again, they're the same team as always, but I think I'll probably pick them to go far this year. Um, I don't think I... I is that because of Kyle Guy or whoever? No, I just because they lost last. I just can't believe they'll go out early again. Are they this bad? And these big. Speaking of teams that lose big games, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. Can you make the argument that arguably the two greatest upsets in college basketball history, both, uh, both uh, Chaminade beating Virginia yeah. and UMBC. I mean, Virginia's you know at the hands of. The top two upsets of all time, or if not, it's they're with yeah. sure within the top five. Yeah, I put Villanova over Georgetown in '85 or whenever that was. Sure. Yep. But yeah, they they lost. Yeah, losing to Chaminade for God's sakes. NC State like, beating Houston. Like right now, you know, right now, like it's I don't know who, who, who am I picking for this Final Four? I suppose Duke. I suppose Michigan. But you want to get on Tennessee? I don't know. I think I might Duke get on the Tennessee train. 
the the Tennessee train that Admiral Schofield is good. I I like who is it? Grant Williams. That's a that's a solid team there at, at Tennessee. I get Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga. Yeah. I don't like Kansas. Nope. I agree, especially not with Azubuki out for the year. Maybe we maybe we ride the I, Matt Mooney train in uh, Texas Tech. Yeah. Like Nevada, they're just not good enough. They're one thirty games, but they're just not. Maybe they can get to the Sweet Sixteen, but they're just not good enough to. To compete with those top teams there. Carolina's too inconsistent. Kentucky's too inconsistent. Marquette, I love Marquette. Um, I love Buffalo. Yes. Uh, Marcus Howard. This Marcus Howard for Marquette. Marquette. He's fantastic. What did he put up? Another 50, yeah, he had 53. The most points three. in Big East history, is that correct? I mean, that, like... Yeah. That's... Think of all the greats that have played in the Big East. You know, Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. Uh, Carmelo Anthony at Syracuse. Uh, I mean, Gordon Hayward at Butler. No, I mean, that, that, I mean that's really, like, new Big East. I mean, but you think back to, you know, to, like, the, the Yukons and, the, like, the old Big East. That's fun, That's unheard of to that uh, Marcus Howard is putting up 53 points. And he had 45 against Kansas State. He had 45 against Buffalo, in which he played horrendous in the first half. I think he had probably 40 points just in the second half. And, yeah, 53 against Creighton in overtime. I like I liked Marquette because they can score, and they, they, they can score points. They I can do that. that much. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, they... 10, he had 10 three-pointers. Really? That's That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, anything NBA related that we need to get to? NHL, MLB, anything else you got on your plate? What 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 do you got? Like the NBA, uh, Lakers struggling without LeBron. The Spurs have a point guard. His name is Derek White. I think he's a rookie, maybe second year. He played at Colorado for a year. Before that, he was like some Division II player in somewhere in Colorado. So this is another gem that Popovich has found, Derek White. So and Harden, Harden ended up, only ended up with fifty-seven. So uh, he, he's he's kind of like on one of those Kobe was Kobe in '06 or '08 whenever he went on that run of fifty-point game. Like Harden is one. Harden is doing something special here. The the Eastern Conference might have three teams under 500 make the playoffs. The top of it is good, but the bottom of it is as unimpressive as it has ever been. I mean, the Nets the Nets are not terrible, right? So that's good. Nets Nets are surprised, I would say. I, I just oh. hope the Magic find a way to make the playoffs. I hope it's not at the expense of your Hornets, but um, yeah. but uh, I hope the Magic can find a way to squeak in. Blake Griffin doing well in Detroit, kind of wasting away there in Detroit. But Boston, I don't know if they're ever going to figure anything out. But you know what's, the, nuts, you know what's the, worst, the worst part here for the 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 Eastern Conference, at least if you're like the NBA. You know, you, Philadelphia and Boston are great teams, but they're going to, right now, they're 
primed to be playing against one another in the first round. So you're going to knock a powerhouse out right away. Because yeah. as great as the Greek Freak is, I don't think they've got... Milwaukee has that that household name or that household power, I guess, to, to make you want to sit and watch like you would like a Boston. They, they, I'll watch. Oh, I know you will. I probably will because of the Greek Freak. And I have a, you know, there's a major Bucks fan I work with here who would probably kill me if I said I wasn't going to watch. But um, I just don't, I mean, Milwaukee doesn't carry that clout, nor does Indiana like Philadelphia or Boston does. Uh, so that's something interesting to look at. And on the West. Milwaukee, though. Milwaukee is exciting. They, they lead the league in scoring. Yep. They're an exciting team to watch. They're like Golden State. They, they mean, like, Golden State doesn't shoot a ton of threes. Houston, it's a ridiculous amount of threes. I think they shot 50-some threes the other night. So Houston is to the extreme, and Milwaukee is a, is a big surprise. Great rebounding team, great three-point shooting team. And, you know, if, if, it's them in Tor- if it's them in Toronto, sign me up. Yeah, to take it. I mean, obviously it's not Cleveland. Amazing that LeBron James leaves Cleveland and they have the worst record in the NBA. They beat the Lakers last night. Good. Good. Is that in? Like, like, like Boston, you just think that they're going to, you know, playoff time. I don't know. You, you would think. They, they better oh. watch it. They might not make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. What and you? you said the Yankees. Come on, come on. You tried to pull. Okay. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're making the playoffs. Yep. They, they're making the playoffs. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins makes his NBA or his season debut yeah. with the Warriors on the 18th. Are you excited about that? It'll be fine. Okay. See how you do. Anything else we need to get to? Thunder and Spurs played a hell of a game the other night. They did. Double overtime. 151-145, is that correct? Yeah, Spurs, Spurs are doing all right. Spurs are doing all right. They had a, they had a rough start. Uncle Marcus Aldridge had 50-some. So uh, Spurs, they'll be all right. Uh, Clippers kind of falling back here. It'll, it'll be interesting uh, who gets those last playoff spots in the West and the East. Uh, baseball, there's apparently there's talk of a three-way trade that would have Kluber go to the Reds. Padres would be involved in that too. Uh, sounds like Harper to the Phillies, maybe, and Machado to the White Sox. I, I don't know about you know Machado to the White Sox. That's that's a weird move right there. They're they're not ready to win now, but this is a large seven year eight year contract worth two hundred fifty million. I just don't get it. If you're ready to win in a couple years, Machado will still be there, and he'll be young, so I understand that. But you better hope that that young talent then, uh, yeah, really, you know, hits, uh, you know, pun intended, a home run. I mean, you better hit home runs on the on the, these young guys here. They had Michael Kopech pitcher come up last year, and he was very impressive. But then he has Tommy John, so he's off for this year. So I think he'll be fine. As far as other position players, I don't know. There hasn't been well, one of their guys that's come up yet that's impressive. So, you know, you take a risk when you do the old rebuild. These mm-hmm. young guys have to come through. 
and sign a guarantee. So, but shout out to the White Sox. It'll make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, let's see. Oh, Australian Open's going on right now. Uh, how excited are you? I learned about that last night that that's going on, and uh, I, will, I will miss it again. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Well, Andy Murray's out. Andy Murray's retiring uh, because of a hip. So, good. There you go. All right, I'm all. I'm all out of stuff to say. Anything else you got? I mentioned this last night, stacking. There's a girl out there. She's a basketball player. Oh yes, yes, yes. She plays for Corsica Stickney. It's around the Mitchell area. It's a high school, folks. We're talking high school hoops here. She's an eighth grader, all of thirteen years old, or whatever old eighth graders are. She's five ten, long blonde hair. Her name is Avery Broughton. Stamp it on your kid's head, Avery Broughton. B r o u g h t o n. We talked about Macy Miller. Yep. And she's she's met expectations. Uh, we talked about Maya Selland. Yep. She's a good one. Um, Avery Broughton, uh, I want to buy all the stock in her. I think I saw her Saturday. She, as a seventh grader, she was putting up double-doubles. Um, 19 points, 11 rebounds against the team that was ranked third in Class B. Um, SDSU had an assistant there, presumably for her. So, it's going to be five years until she makes, you know, until she goes somewhere. But Avery Broughton as an eighth grader, like that, she she impressed the hell out of me. So make it be known what, 20, 23, 2024, for God's sakes. Good, good. Avery Broughton, an eighth grader. Avery Broughton, a name you'll never forget, and uh, she will go to SDSU, hopefully. Hopefully she doesn't go to Minnesota or somewhere else because I think she could be potentially that good. Or USD. Yeah. Well, I, I think SD. Back in sports, back in sports. Oh, oh sorry. My, <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. Okay. SCSU Sports Update, that was good this week. That was good. Oh, you mean there was one? There was one, yeah. Uh, in, insights to, uh, to why he's losing all of these players. Otzelberger. Oh, with Brandon, Brandon Key. Yeah. Uh, not not because I guess he wasn't happy with his playing time. Like he he's a terrible shooter. Brandon he, Key's a terrible shooter. But he was he was good. He was good and in the, the uh, tournament and against what Ohio State. He balled out there. That was the last game he'll ever play. Um, so we'll see where he goes. But again, the depth is an issue. Your guy. I I not going to be around. That sounded like I don't know. That sounded like what a I don't know personality issue. A it it sounded yeah. Um, based on and I just posted it uh, the the link to the podcast here the SDSU podcast here uh, late Monday night here um, with Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader. Uh, Matt, how it sounds because. He said that it had not because uh, I asked him. It's like if you if you can't go on the record with this, that that's fine. Um, no one really kind of knows for sure, but it sounds like the 
the the personalities just weren't really meshing. Uh, he wasn't a fit. Right. Maybe he, maybe he wanted, maybe he thought he was better than he was. Or Potentially, yep. He thought, you know, you should cater to me more. I don't know, that's kind of what I took from what he said. Yes, yeah, and TJ's like, no, you're going to earn it here. And, and you know what? If that's the case, good for TJ for doing that. Um, especially like when you have a guy like, you know, Mike Dom, and you've had, you know, Obviously, TJ wasn't there for the Nate Walters era, but I mean, this isn't like some guy who is just like easily going to be the big man on campus. No, you got guys who have already established themselves. But uh, uh, Michael Carter III was going to be really good. He was going to be really good. Um, we'll see where he ends up and what he does. And the guy that everybody forgets about, who was good when he was here, uh, was Chris Howell. Yep. Chris Howell is in at Jackson State. He's probably their best player. He's leading them in scoring with about 12, 13 points a game, rebounds, four or five a game, six a game. Imagine if you had Brandon Key and Chris Howell on this team, then that's, well, then you've got depth. You can go five deep on the bench, and you've got quality depth, and you've got a, a legitimate team there. Yep. And they got now a lot of young dudes. And if one of these guys gets in foul trouble, you got a big mess. So the depth has been an issue. Losing players has been an issue. But Chris Howell was very good. Brandon Key was a bench guy that could, you know, obviously do something, not shoot well, but play point guard. So play that, some that, defense. that we're losing. That we're, we're losing all of these guys. Yes. But you're seeing some of these young guys kind of pick it up a little bit. And, you know, uh, well, I mean, there was a yeah, they had a great game again. What Tevin King had eight steals against Oral Roberts on Saturday. I mean, that's big. Mm-hmm. Tevin King. Yeah, he's a great. Yeah, he's a great. Great rebounder for a guy his size. Yep. He's kind of like the heart and soul of the team. Yep. So I mean, it, it, the defensively, he is their leader, and um, I just I hope that the the and you know what Mike Dom kind of broke out of a little bit of a scoring slump that he was in. That was nice to see. Uh, he's creeping up closer and closer to three thousand career points. What he needs less than three hundred. I think he'll he's gonna. Get get I think he's gonna get it. He'll get it during the summer league tournament. I think. You know it's gonna be tough. We might have to face a two seed. Probably a two seed you can knock off here with the weird year we're having. Um, but with Dom and Jenkins, any of them can go off for forty. So you give them, you, you, you give them a chance because they got two guys that not many, not many teams have got. They've got two, two guys that can do it. So they're gonna have to play the game of their, of their career, maybe both of them at the same time. Yep. To beat to beat whoever a Tennessee is a one seater, Michigan not- State. I'm not discounting the fact that they could get a 14 seed just with how this year has gone. I think they're a 15. I I agree, but I, I, the 14 is the high, and maybe they get a little bit of a push because of who they are. Yeah. I think 14 would be, yeah. Some would have to go right. There have to be a few upsets, I think, in these conference tournaments. Right. Rad, Radford would have to lose to somebody. UMKC would have to take down New Mexico State. Furman, Furman would have to make the tournament. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. 
My Furman Paladin squad. Our Furman Paladins. Squad. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> it's yours and yours only. I hate them. I hate them all. Oh, very good. Marquette's my team. The Nuggets are my team. I, and I'll share Buffalo with you. Thank you. Those are my. Those are my teams. All right. And Avery Broad. Avery Broad. All right. Very good. Oh, I thought they just. Says I want to get on this Avery Broughton train with you here. Do you have room in the? I'll be a backseat driver. Yeah. Can I be a backseat driver for them? Sure. Okay. And once they get back to you, we're full. Okay. That's very good. Sure. All right. Good. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you next week. All right. We'll see you later. Travis Crins joining us here at Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time and perspective as always. Yeah, heavy on the college basketball here going forward, folks. NFL season winding down. Next week, though, we will have Jeff Lloyd from uh, – the uh, from the Lockdown Browns podcast. Hopefully, I got to reach out to him, but uh, talk some Senior Bowl here, and you'll be hearing a lot of him now. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, second, of course, you can always hear Travis Krins every week with me here on the Sports Block podcast. But hearing a lot of uh, of Jeff here, hopefully, in the next three months leading up to the NFL draft. Finally, uh, again, just make the picks. Uh, you know, or, again. Chiefs beat the Colts 31-13. Colts offense really couldn't get much going. Uh, Chiefs looked very good. Their defense played great. Adam Vinatieri missing a field goal and an extra point. What? Uh, just don't see it happen very often. Uh, the Rams run all over the Dallas Cowboys. Beat them 30-22. to C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley each with over 100 yards rushing. Then uh, the Patriots... Destroy the Chargers 41-28, a game that was far great. The, the score makes it seem like it was a lot closer. No, the Patriots absolutely walloped them. And then the, the Saints scored. They gave up 14 points right away in the first quarter. It wasn't looking good. A fake punt for a first down kind of got them going. They scored a touchdown on that drive, and they would ultimately win. It was an 18-play drive, right? Yeah, 18 plays. It was phenomenal. Uh... Over 11 minutes, and they ultimately beat the. Maybe was that was that the second half? Maybe that was the second half. Might have been the second half. Either way, Saints win 20 to 14. Alshon Jeffrey has a pass go right through his hands into the arms of Marshawn Ladmore for the Saints, and they win 20 to 14. So our picks: NFC Championship game, 3:05 p.m. Eastern, 2:05 p.m. Central Time on Fox. It is the two seed, the LA Rams, against the one seed, the New Orleans Saints. And I'm going to go with the Saints. I know their offense has not been great since that 48-7 drumming of the Philadelphia Eagles the week before Thanksgiving. But I just look at that Rams defense and I think it is very vulnerable. I think the Saints kind of got the rust out uh, after, you know, after that first quarter against the Eagles. I think they're going to win this game, um, I'll say, by about 10. I think they beat the Rams by 10. And then... For the Chiefs, uh, and the for the Patriots and the Chiefs, the two seed against the one seed. So the top two seeds are in each uh, conference championship game. New England at Kansas City, 6.40 p.m. Eastern, 5.40 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Both these games are on Sunday, the 20th. I The head slightly says New England. The heart says Kansas City, in part because my father-in-law is a Chiefs fan. But also, just the more I think about it, this Chiefs offense is so good. And I know Bill Belichick's going to come up with some scheme to slow the Chiefs down and exploit them a little bit defensively. Maybe, you know, just 
ground control with uh, you know Sony Michelle and little passes like James White and Rex Burkhead. Like they're just gonna keep the Chiefs' offense on the off like on the sidelines. But at the end of the day. I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to get the win. So I'll go with the Chiefs there. So it's going to be a, Chief, a Chiefs-Saints Super Bowl, Super Bowl 53 from the ATL. You can always find the Sports Block podcast available on iTunes. Just search the Sports Block. Follow me on Twitter, at Andy Stacken. Facebook, Nathan Stacken. have a link posted to the podcast middle to later part of each week. So thank you, as always, to Travis for joining me. Thank you to, uh, to you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast. Again, next week, hopefully we'll have Jeff... Uh, from the from the Lockdown Browns podcast on to uh, talk about the Senior Bowl. We'll recap the AFC NFC Championship game, talk plenty more college basketball, and we'll see what else in store. So, uh, um, uh, Broughton, um, get on the Broughton train. Hopefully she goes to SDSU. And, uh, yeah, for all the college basketball fans and the, the NBA news and everything going on. So thank you again for listening. Uh, So, Travis, I'm Nathan. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you tune in next week for another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Enjoy Championship Weekend, everyone.